we've accomplished so much in our lives throughout 13 years of being together, 10 years of marriage, that I have to say my number one accomplishment, if I look back on it, is the success of our relationship and where we've come and how we've grown together as a couple. And that is the one thing that I will take to my deathbed as my number one accomplishment in life is the success so far of our relationship. Welcome back to the Gap Travel Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron. And in this week's episode, we are going to be reflecting on our 10 years of marriage. We were, our anniversary was November 13th of 2020. And that hit 10 years. 10 years, baby. One decade. Wow. So we're going to get into all things relationships on this episode. You're going to love it. But before we get into this episode, we are super excited to share that we are offering a Black Friday special. So we're offering $100 off our online course, Traveler School, $100 off. So the price is coming down to $199 for this week only. So the sale ends on Sunday, the 29th. And if you're listening to this, if you're one of our podcast listeners you're actually getting you're going to hear about it first way ahead of the group because they're not going to actually talk about it till black friday um but so you have all week to get in and our online course traveler school if you haven't heard of it before you can head over to kim and aaron g forward slash t school and you can read all about it and see exactly what's inside but for a, a nutshell it is a eight module online course that walks you through step-by-step everything there is to know about healthcare traveling and gives you all the tools and knowledge and support to really help set yourself up for success, make the most money, and feel confident taking this big leap in your life. Yeah, and not only are we offering $100 off, but there's also payment plans um, that you can pick from. There's one-month, two-month, and three-month payment plans, which are absolutely great. And also, you get lifetime access once you click. You get everything. We just dump it right to you so you can go at your own pace. Um, or you can take it incrementally as you're going through your travel career. So whatever you want to do, it is yours. And um, yeah, look, I always love our Black Friday sales. Yeah, we get excited about it every year. So happy holidays. Head over again to KimandAaronG.com forward slash T-School. Use the coupon code Black Friday at checkout to get the discount. This week only. Sale ends the 29th. And we hope to see you in Traveler School. All right. Welcome to this week's episode. This is an exciting one. And I'm got to say, I'm super excited about what we're going to talk about now. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to dig into our 10 years of marriage, talk about relationship stuff, kind of all of the things that we've learn challenge challenges of ours like we're just going to kind of get into it it's more of a reflection kind of like how far we've come but the things we've learned along the way and in our story from our point of view right because i wanted to make that clear because we were like going over this actually before we even turn on the mic and and we rearrange and things we're like what do we actually want to talk about here like because we're not experts like we're not like obviously marriage counselors like we're not trying to like stand on a high horse or even give any kind of advice but just we just wanted to share our experience I and mean, we've been together 13 years and um i would say that we have a, a healthy thriving happy yeah. relationship 
and we've definitely gone through our ups and downs. And so we just wanted to reflect on that and just share um, our experience and what we've learned along the way as we like to do in everything. So that was kind of the the gist. Yeah. And as you guys know, I'd say what, like a month back or a couple weeks back, we did a podcast talking about our new business venture that we've created backpacks for travelers. And we've come so far in that process that we want to start giving updates because we're possibly looking, if all goes well, at a January 2021 launch date. Well, just rewind, take it back for just two seconds. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, we did do a whole podcast about it. But basically, Aaron and I are creating a prototype, something that hasn't been created yet. It was our vision, like what we wanted. And it's a backpack for travelers. And it's just a day pack. It's packable, so you can pack it up and take it with you. But the cool part about it, what we designed and what we're excited about is on the straps, it has one strap has a pocket for your cell phone, and the other strap has a pouch for your passport, boarding pass, and your credit cards, debit cards. So everything that's important, everything you want easy access to while you're hiking or traveling or, you know, even just going out, walking around a city, going into a cafe, everything you need is right there at your fingertips instead of you having to go in and out of your bag. Yeah. And it's something that we always want. Like we're hiking and I'm like wanting to take a picture and I have to go in my bag and then get it out and then, you know, put it back in. And just like, I always wanted something like right here. Like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like pointing my chest right now. And then my thing was always, you know, I would get situated with my backpack and we'd be walking through some city, you know, overseas and Kim would be like, I want a coffee. And then I got (laughs) to go into my secret pouch and I have to find my wallet and pull out my cash or my debit card. And then I'm fumbling to put it back in. So I always wanted something quick and easy to be able to whip out, you know, either my debit card or my hotel key or my boarding pass and passport every time you're going through security. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, something that I've always wanted. And so we brought that to life and we're about to see it. I, I think too, just for the peace of mind as well of like, when we're traveling or walking around cities, like you were always paranoid of like somebody going into your zipper and getting out your wallet or Mm -hmm. your cell phone or whatever. So that was kind of the other, the other part of it is like, so we basically just created what we wanted as travelers. And so we're really, really excited. It's been such a process. If you guys have been following along, we kind of briefly started to talk about it a couple months ago. Once we knew it was going Once in we the knew right it was direction. Because again, we're creating this from scratch. So we had to actually make sure we could find somebody who could create and bring our vision to life. And so that's where the update comes in. So mm-hmm. we're now we're gonna we wanna start updating of the progress of everything. I do want to add, though, that both pouches are waterproof, heavy-duty, and RFID protected. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what RFID is, because I didn't, it uh, it protects your credit card, your cell phone, all of your personal information, because nowadays people are like using these scanners that you don't even know are there, and they're scanning in and getting access to all of your personal information. So the RFID actually protects it so that people are not able to hack into your stuff, which yep. I think is really cool. Yep. Um, okay, so update with that. Here's where we're at. We are we have a, a prototyper in Boulder who is wrapping up the straps. He's done. He's pretty. He's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we receive, we have a manufacturer that created the bag that we wanted. So it's two separate pieces. One's the straps, one's the bag. 
he's making the bag. He sent it to us, and we were not excited about the quality. quality. No. Because the one thing that's really important to us is that we wanted to create something that had really good quality. We're about to take a trip around the world, you know, for a year as soon as we can start traveling again. And we want something to last. We want it to be good quality, but also affordable. So anyways, long story short, Aaron was working with a prototyper and we had to find a specific fabric Mm -hmm. that we wanted. Yeah, so we were having a tough time going back and forth with exactly what we wanted. We we wanted uh, the ripstop nylon, but little did I know, and it was a learning thing that Kim and I had to do, that even though it's ripstop nylon doesn't mean it's the same quality. And so I found a company in Seattle that I had mailed a little piece, and then I mailed that to our manufacturer. Long story short, they got it right. Well, I just wanted to say, because I think one of the interesting things is that you know, we're, this is all new to us. And so that was part of the reason why we want to update because we're learning so much through this process. Like we've never created a product before. We know Mm -hmm. nothing about manufacturing and, and prototyping. Like we've had to learn everything and it's been crazy. And honestly, Aaron has been home while I'm working and just really getting into the nitty gritty details of having to learn all of this. But our manufacturer is in China. And so you're now here communicating with a manuf- with somebody who there's a language barrier. Yeah. So again, you Time can't just difference. be like, "Hey, this is the fabric we want. Can you find it? Awesome!" Like it's very like it was this whole. It took like over a week to even be able to understand what we were saying. Yeah, it was it was tough it's because even if you just looked at like you know it was like whatever the the name of the fabric was that doesn't correspond, right? We don't talk about it in the same way. We don't even measure it in the same way. Obviously, metric system and things like that. But like, it was tough to really figure that out. But but we, he did, Max. Yeah. He's amazing. And and I also wanted to say too, like you know, we originally had the goal to create our bags here in the U.S. And we thought, oh, that would be so That's cool, what, yeah. right? Like. And so after learning about this industry, I mean, almost everybody now manufactures in China because if we created the bag here in the U.S., it would cost us more than 10 times what it will cost to create the same exact bag with the same exact materials from China, which means that we would have to mark up the bag so expensive that it wouldn't be budget friendly, which is what we wanted. And that's crazy. Well, and not only that, even the people that make the backpacks here still get the fabric from over there. So they're manufacturing it here, but they're still getting the fabrics from over there. So it's like cutting out. Unfortunately, until something changes with that within the U.S., um, I would be I would be looking to manufacture in the U.S. It would just be so much easier and better. And and it's what I would really want. But Unfortunately, that third they don't party, make it easy. It, it's not easy. And they make it so expensive that it doesn't make sense for, you know, the person. And so we didn't really, we had to learn all of this coming into it. And so we also had to find the right manufacturer. Max is like a family run business. And um, I mean, from what we know, yeah. of course, our, our plan is when we do take our year of travel, we want to go and meet him and the family and um and they work with like entrepreneurs and we you know it seems like a really good warehouse and, oh yeah it's great but it was definitely something that yeah we've had to learn because of the language barrier because we all do things differently so it's been a very interesting experience of learning a lot but that's where we're at now is that max our manufacturer found 
the material, which was amazing, and has created the new bag. We also made some other changes that we weren't happy with. It's um, in progress of being shipped to our house right now. It's on its way to our house. So we're now we're just waiting to see the new bag and then send it to our prototyper for him to check to make sure it's the quality um, and, and up to our standards. And then he'll attach the straps yep. and then mail that back to us. And then we will mail it back to China and they will have to recreate the entire bag with the straps. And then we'll be going from there. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's it been a really interesting process. Oh, and the, the last thing I'll say, cause we didn't say this before, but the, the most exciting part about all of it and what we're really excited about is yes, the bag is incredible and it's what we want at, for ourselves for our trip, but we always have wanted to create a, a business that had some kind of movement or purpose behind it, mission, mission behind it. And so we decided that with these bags, we are going to donate a percentage of all the profits that we make to go towards making a more positive impact on our travels, on all the places we're going, the people that we're meeting. The communities. How can we make a positive impact and give back to those places? And so we're creating this whole fund and movement behind it. And that's what I'm really the most excited I, I'm about. I'm super excited about it too because we're going to film it on our on our travels on YouTube of like what the Gap Travel community is able to do through the power of travel everywhere we go, everywhere we visit, and who we get you know inspired by along our travels. It's just going to be awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, we just wanted to share kind of updates with you guys. I know, you know, there's a lot of excitement around the bag. And also just to show, too, of, like, you know, this is all new to us. And I think, like, you can really figure anything out. Um, and you can learn anything to, to be able yeah. to, you know, create, bring a vision you have to life. And, and that's kind of part of this whole thing for mm-hmm. us, too. So, anyways, that's where we're at. 2021, January. 2021. We hope. I know. You'll be hearing a lot more as we go. Like I said, we'll be dropping little little things that we're coming up with. Uh, we're constantly coming up with, you know, little cool things that we're going to be doing from here until then. Okay. So let's talk about all things relationships. All right. We kind of already said this at the beginning of the show, but, you know, we don't think we're experts. We're not here to toot our own horns. I do know that we have a really good relationship and um, and people always say, like, I want what you guys have. And mm-hmm. and again, like, we, we have done some things right. And we really make our relationship the most important thing. And it's something that we thought, okay, like, we've been talking about it a lot lately. Because just reflecting on our anniversary and the 10 years, we renewed our vows and just had these chats. And so we thought, let's just do an episode about it and kind of share some things we've learned about our relationships in general. Yeah. And it was interesting because like, like Kim said at the beginning of this, we were talking on the direction that we wanted to go and, and did we want to make it more about like, you know, what we've learned and what we've overcome or just kind of like telling the story of it. And so we've just basically come up with some things that we feel that it's, it's more of a reflection for us to talk about how far we've come and, and what we've done, but also you know, just express it through our story and whatever you take away from this, you know, is great. And, you know, our relationship is always evolving and getting better and we're growing all the time. And I think it's funny because, you know, people say a lot like, you know, oh, wait till you get to this point And like, then you're, you know, when people make fun what, of like... smokers I, or something? I don't know where that came from. Like, that was like the vibe of just okay. like... You know, just wait till, you know, you get... Okay. <laughs> I can't stop now. But, like, insinuating that the more you're together, the worse it it 
gets, I guess, or the bo- more bored you become or whatever the case is. And it's for us, opposite. it's been the exact opposite. Our relationship keeps getting better and better because like our first year of marriage, Ooh, like our, that's our when things being, were hard. Our first, not yet, not marriage. The first year we were together. Well, and marriage was tough too. Like uh, up until, you know, even our first travel assignment. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, right. So those first couple of years were our most challenging where now I feel like we've come so far and that's kind of what we'll get into but like that it's just gotten easier and better Mm -hmm. better and better and better every day Uh and I'm really grateful for that um and so two things that I think two major things because there's like a lot of things but like two major things that I really think help set us up for success and to thrive in our relationship is number one the most important is like we were friends like we were like I thought you were my best friend like I wanted to get you like a best friend charm uh which is leads into the fact that like all my buddies were like you've done it again you're in the best friend zone way to go partner I know well here's the thing like let's be real like yes we were friends there was always an undertone of like feelings okay so like yeah we're not totally tone deaf like I knew Aaron had a crush on me and I had I was feeling a certain type of way but I also had a boyfriend so things were things were a little bit um there was a there was a lot messy. of yeah okay <laughs> yeah for lack of a word they were messy and I look back and so we did a whole episode on this so we won't get too much into like our story because we did a whole episode on our how we met and all the things but like because I had that boyfriend and I and I wasn't gonna like cheat on him or anything like that, but we were always breaking up all the time, so it was all over the place. We were on our way out. So it wasn't like I was in love with this guy and then Aaron came along. Like we were not in a healthy relationship. It was toxic, to be honest. So I was already kind of whatever in a mm-hmm. different place. But because I did have that boyfriend, it did put you in the friend zone as far as like, hey, this isn't gonna go anywhere right now. Like Let's just hang out and get to know each other. And because I was new at the hospital and I didn't really know anybody and and it was my first job out of college, I had moved up to a new city. I didn't really have friends or anything there. You and it took me under your wing because you did have friends there. And so we just started hanging out like as friends. And I remember, and I even wrote this like in, in the vows, but like, in the new vows that we just exchanged. But I just remember being like, I just genuinely had so much fun with you that I knew that if I hung out with you, I was going to have fun. We were going to laugh. We were going to talk. Like we, he would just come over and we would talk and talk and talk and talk. And there was no bullshit. Like we weren't trying to impress each other. We weren't dating. We weren't doing this dance of awkwardness. It was like, we were just like friends hanging out, shooting the shit, getting to know each other. Yeah, and I think that was that is one of the biggest things because, like you said, there was no games. There was no trying to impress. So we would literally just say what we wanted to say on, like, what we thought, you know, moving forward and just in life in general. And so there wasn't like, oh, I want to try to make him like me in that way. So I'm just going to mend and, and bend to, like, what I think she would like. I was just honestly myself quirky funny crazy whatever yeah and it just it was either that point of like well if we can't hang out with each other like this how are we even going to be in a relationship well, so right. it just really took this the strain 
I guess you would say the strain because I would have the strain of we would hang out and have a really good time on Friday night and then Sunday you'd be back with your boyfriend. Yeah, my boyfriend and I broke up every weekend. So I would think <laughs> I would think that like we that was so monumental of like we had so much fun together. This could be the moment and then Sunday you wouldn't call me and I knew that he would be at the house and you've made up and Monday morning you'd be back yeah. with your boyfriend and so there was that strain there but that still allowed that ease of just like, I just don't have to do anything to impress you. Like I can right. just be myself, which in turn, yes, I was still trying to impress you and show you my true self, but there wasn't any ties to it. Right. And you know, I, you were like the, the one person in my life. And like at the time I was 21, I was very lost. I didn't know who I was at that point. You can, I was, you can say crazy. I was, yeah. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Yeah. I was just a lost soul at that point. And I just remember with you, I, it was the first time in my life that I had been with somebody that I felt like I could just completely be myself. And at the time I didn't even know exactly what that was, but I felt comfortable. I felt relaxed. I felt like, wow, like I can just be me. And like, we just would go back and forth and back and just, you would, we would sit like on the same couch, just talk and talk and talk. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this is like, this is so fun. This is so good. And one of the pivotal moments was when I went to uh, Universal with the boyfriend at the time. And it was like the last hoorah, like, let's try to save this relationship, right? Like for whatever freaking reason, holding on to it. And we went to Universal, Halloween Horror Nights, and we were waiting in line for something, for a ride. And I remember thinking, like, we were just sitting there. I think I probably had a cocktail and he wasn't because he was fucking lame. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening or he doesn't listen to this. But anyways, I was just like, he was just sitting there with like a puss on his face. And I remember thinking like, gosh, like if I was here with Aaron, I would be having so much fun right now. Like I just, and it was that moment of like, what are you doing then? Like it just kind of clicked for me. And, um, and then we ended up breaking up right after that and like for good that time. Well, and you had also gotten halfway there and turned the car around and was oh. heading back home. So it didn't start off on I a mean, good... I mean, we were, yeah, it was like we got halfway there. I'm smoking like a chimney out the window, <laughs> like so angry. Like we had gotten to a fight about God knows what. Yeah, I literally turned the car around. Then we went back. It was just like, that was kind of the final straw, but that was the thought I had of like, if I was with, with you, I would be having fun right now. Yeah. And I think like that's one of like the most important things is like to genuinely in a relationship to genuinely like the other person because you can love somebody and we talked about this like we got into like this huge conversation about it but it was like you can love somebody great like that's you know we love certain people in our life for whatever reason a family member or kid or whatever but that doesn't always mean like you enjoy their company or you like them or you genu genuinely want to spend time with them. And I think it's so important because at the end of the day, 13 years later, you and I have been through some shit and, you know, we're not always like happy go lucky, but at the end of the day, we genuinely like being around each other and we're friends. Like we're friends. Right. We can get back to that. Well, I think I would, before we go down too far, I would, I just want to say in hindsight, you know, not sitting on the same couch for the first three months of our relationship and being friends really helped down the road when things got tough because in that time frame, I knew who you were to your core. 
So I knew that true person. Whereas if we would have just started dating and the craziness would have come out, I would have been like, is this who she is? But I was able to see this is not you. This is a painful place that hopefully we can work out of. But I knew you to the core, to the true you. And so that made it a lot easier to get through a lot of the tougher times (laughs) from both sides of the fence. Because we really got to know who we truly were in our heart center. Right. And that's what I love. And I, and I, and I said, like in our vows, I said, um, like you saw me for me, who I truly was before I did. Mm -hmm. And like, just to put some context around what that like means is like at that point in the, like in the very beginning of our relationship, like I was 21 years old. I was incredibly insecure. I was incredibly jealous and I would, you know, when I drank, mm-hmm. and I drank a lot back then, I was a big party girl. I mean, that's like all we did together in the beginning. We drank, we partied, we went out. Like that was a big through line of our relationship. And um, when I would drink, everything would come out. So like my jealousy, my insecurities, like one time we were like all like at a bar, like dancing and having so much fun. And like, we're all like dancing with each other's girls and boys, like all of us together in a group, like having so much fun. And I remember like turning around <laughs> and remember you were like high-fiving So a girl. I bumped into a girl no, accidentally when we were dancing. I bumped into her cause we were dancing and it was so close before COVID. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't even know. know what those times are. But we literally, I bumped into her and I was like, I'm sorry. And then she was like, it's cool. And we high-fived and you saw me high-five her (laughs) and you lost it. I literally slapped you across the face. And I think, I mean, that's just insane. Like in front of everybody and you ended up walking home. Like it was so much trauma. I ripped your shirt off. Like, but like, it's insane now to think about because I am in such a different place. But back then that was like, that was like, like that was what would happen. Like I was so like jealous of everything. Do you remember that we were the couple that people said that they didn't want to hang out with because the fact that like we would get into an argument and it would just go like a totally different direction. Yeah, like we would end up getting in a fight at the end of the night. I would always provoke provoke it. Okay, last story, but remember when... And it's again, it's funny to look back now because like we're in such a different place, but it's like, whoa. So that... Okay, so hold on. Circling back, what I was saying was that you, through all of even that crazy jealousy with me in the beginning and all of that, like you still saw who I really was Mm -hmm. and you liked me as a person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you allowed me that space to grow and like work on my own stuff without just being like, peace out girl. Because like looking back, you should have. Right. Yeah. Okay. But do you remember when we had gotten into a fight about, I think you called me controversial listening to, because you kept changing (laughs) radio stations so fast. And I was like, you're being very controversial tonight. What's up? Yeah. We were drinking. I was drinking, of course. And that was always my trigger is like when I would drink, I would get super like snappy. And, um, and so you called me controversial. God knows why, but I, that made you like would have thought like you had done something. I was so angry. So I come home and I called my friend. I went out. I called my friend who happened to be a guy that who was interested in you yeah but i we really we had grown up together like he was just like a good friend from back home like from where i came from and so we ended up meeting 
and just like had a drink, whatever. It was innocent. And then I was in his car, but I was texting Aaron. So back this up. I was actually so upset. And then Kim didn't come home for a while. So I got in the car and I was just kind of like taking a drive to cool down. And I see her coming out of the bar with this guy and they get in the car. (laughs) So I whip it around and Kim is texting me from the car, help me in all caps. (laughs) As I'm just... As I'm just talking to him, like Cody was his name, I was just talking to him normal, but I'm secretly texting help me. Like, that, if that, I feel like that's the perfect story to put into context, kind of where I was And then you get out point. of the car, because I had gotten home first. You get out of the car and you're like, hey, what's up? Like, nothing happened. After I was, like, sending, like, murder emojis. Yeah. Like, 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 your hey, life was at risk. Like, what are you doing here? You're like, what? And then you got mad at me because then I was, like, a you little not, elevated. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Oh, my God. I I was batshit crazy. Like, I we could tell story after oh, for story. Days. Remember when we, we took me home to, like, to I had already met your mom. But, like, you took me home to your mom's for, like, the first time. I, like, ripped all the Christmas well, that was the thing. We had gone to my past Christmas party of the, the hospital that I used to work at. They invited me back because I used to host the Christmas parties. And so I got Kim involved and she was in on it. Oh, okay. And then, of course, my ex-girlfriend was there. And I just, I'll never, for, I'll never forget the sound of the bathroom, hearing both of your laughs coming out of the bathroom and being like, oh, no. I basically got blackout drunk because I was so nervous. So I knew Jenny was going to be there, which was his ex-girlfriend of like six years. Like it was, they were in a long-term relationship and I knew she was going to be there. And then, so I was already nervous and you and I kept sneaking out to the back and doing shots like Mm. in the, what? Ew. Of like Captain Morgan. Like so disgusting. And then he volunteers me to walk on stage with, um, two other girls and a guy to be like playmates mm-hmm. right he was Hugh Hefner and I was supposed to be like a playmate okay so I'm like okay that's whatever I'll do it and like basically like they walk on stage and totally leave me in the dust and I'm like walking out awkwardly by myself like everybody's like who's that yeah everyone's like who's the random like in the back like it was so embarrassed and it wasn't even a big deal but I felt like so embarrassed And then we ended up drinking more. And then I ended up, like, telling the DJ it was my birthday and, like, spilling drinks all over. Like, I was a hot mess. Yeah, so I had to take her home. It was, like, 9 p.m. And my mom was hanging Christmas decorations. And she's like, do you guys want to come in and help? And Kim's like, no! Let me say the tone. His mom is, like, the sweetest, like, wholesome, Mm -hmm. like, goody two-shoes, okay? And she's, like, got cookies baking in the oven and Christmas carols are playing and she's, you know, hanging the ornaments and singing in, like, a Santa hat, like a Christmas sweater, you know? It's, like, she's, like, in her happy place. And she's, like, hey, guys, you're home. Like, come on in, help. Get some cookies. Get some milk. And I'm, like, literally crawling in, like, out of, like, a trash can, like, (laughs) like, Screaming. Oh, like, fun. Yeah, so that's kind of the beginning of our relationship, mm-hmm. okay? So we kind of went on a sidetrack there, but just to kind of put it into context of like, you know, where we were in the beginning. We were in very different places than we are now, and oh, but hello, circling all of this back to the whole point was that even in the beginning when we would have, you know, issues come up, 
we, at the end of the day, we were always friends and we always liked each other. We always got along. We always had fun. And Aaron always saw me for who I really was, which was huge. Yeah. No. And I think too, like, obviously you hear those stories and yes, Kim was 21 and she was young and we were partying and yes, drinking had a lot to do with it, but that didn't mean that we only fought when we drank either. Like a lot of this stuff was, it was just the understanding of those insecurities and things would come out full force, but that didn't mean they would just go away. And I think that leads into a hundred percent. And I think too, is like, it wasn't the drinking, the, the drinking wasn't the issue. It's not. So like looking back on that, it was like, you know, I come from a family of alcoholics too. And I'm like, wow, do I just have a problem with drinking? But it never was the drinking. It was the insecurities and everything underneath. And the drinking would bring all of that to the surface because now I can drink. Now, granted, I don't drink anything like I used to. No. We used to be shots all night, you know. Well, you big yeah, like we partied. Like that's yeah. what we did. Now, obviously, we don't do that. But I, I'm, I don't get like that anymore. No. Right. Like it. So I was being triggered. Mm-hmm. Like, or my triggers are coming out through the alcohol. But this is what I was gonna say: is that our relationship has always been the most important thing. So like we've always been willing to put in the work. I think that is one of the most important things of like, we've always been willing to work on ourselves separately because you have to grow as a human. Like you have to want to grow and be better and work on yourself. And so we were always willing to put in the work to be better ourselves and also in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Always. That's always been so important. And I will like... You are the person, and this is like, you know, looking back on, and and like I said, like, I felt like you saved me in a sense of like, even though that sounds very like pedestal-y or whatever, but like, because I was in such a a dark place at that time, and it did get to a point where you were like, I like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, you need to like, figure out what's going on, and and I remember thinking, because you're like, I'm going to walk. Like, you know, we were just dating at the time even. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was, I could see the patterns of what I was doing. And I remember thinking like, if I can't be happy with Aaron, who was, you know, just such an amazing human. Like everything I could have wanted, like in a relationship at the time. And who I wanted to be with. If I couldn't be happy with him, I couldn't be happy with anybody and that I really had to take a step back and be happy with myself and get to know myself and peel back all those layers and work on my own bullshit or I could never have been able to grow in a healthy relationship. So that was the first step of like, I have to get myself right. And I was willing to do that work. And you were willing to do the work on the things you needed to do. Well, I was going to say too, is like, that was what was really cool was at that time, I didn't really understand because I was always, like you said, like just kind of helping you through a lot of those things. I was the rock at the moment, right? And so what was cool about our relationship is you were like, I need to take time for myself. I need to be okay with myself. I need to figure that out. So you went on this you know, journey that you're still on to this day, but it, always it, it's, will be on. Right. Never will not. But I started on. noticing that you started working on yourself so much, and the things that used to come up didn't come up as exponentially. Yeah, you became the asshole. <laughs> correct, and so the, it flipped because now all of a sudden you were more calm, you were more secure, you were more confident, which then triggered the insecurities in me and the resentment of like I was here this whole time. 
And now you're on this path and discovering things that light you up personally and it doesn't involve me. Mm -hmm. And that was like, well, wait a minute. You relied on me so much to pull you out and now you're leaving me in the dust. And that created a lot of resentment. But what was cool was you didn't just like lecture me. You led by example. And Mm -hmm. I think that was a really cool thing is it flipped to where Kim used to be the one that I knew that when she woke up through whatever that was, there would be some groveling and there would be some, oh my God, what did I do? Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I know I messed up. And I was always on that, you know, into the couch of just like, yeah. But what I loved about it was we didn't just sweep that under the rug. And what we decided was you have to hear what you did and how you did it, how you made me feel, because that's the only way to grow. And I really appreciated that because it it enabled us to have a deeper conversation to where you could put yourself in that moment and start figuring that out. And that came back full force when I used to be the one that would wake up and be like, how did this turn? Now I'm the one groveling back to you. And I was an asshole for you for no reason, just because of my anger and insecurities. Well, right. And that's, you know, that's the cool part of like, A, going back to, you know, we would always sit and talk. And when we got into a fight or things would happen, that was always our number one priority. We would cancel everything. It didn't freaking matter if we had to go see the president. Like Mm -hmm. we are canceling everything and we are going to sit down and have an honest conversation and really try to find a solution. Like that is from day one, that was always important to talk things out, to come up with a solution and to move forward to do better next time. Mm -hmm. And that was, we wouldn't, we wouldn't walk away from the conversation until we got to that point. And then I think what was really cool about us and just the relationship of the growth, because I do feel like in relationships, growth is the number one thing, right? Like you don't want to be the 21 year old you met, right? You always want to grow and evolve and be better and do better for yourself. And through that, your relationship grows as well. But you supported me at a time when I needed to come back to myself and to explore who I was, reconnect to my faith, like all of the things that I needed. And you were there to support me through that. And then when it was your turn and you went through your own, you know, (laughs) darkness, I was in a different place that I was able to be there to support you. And the beautiful thing about that is that we balance each other in that way that we both didn't go batshit crazy at the same time because that would have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like you were there for me when I needed you and then I was able to be there for you to hold that space for you when you needed it. Well, right. And I think that's the biggest thing too is you went through something and you weren't, you weren't not just able to support me. You were able to guide me in a way. And Mm -hmm. I think that was really cool because I was not only angry and insecure and resentful, I didn't really have a path like you at least had a path through your upbringing that allowed you to reconnect to that that space and give you you know fundamental tools to start working your way out of that when I went through when I went through mine I was lost and so you allowed me to not only the space to explore my own feeling but also guided me along the way and and left little nuggets for me you know and, and things like that that really helped pull me out which I think was really cool but I really wanted to hit on back to what you said is from the beginning Kim and I have really made the the agreement that if our relationship isn't number one then that's it everything else stops 
until that's right. Mm-hmm. No matter what we're doing, no matter how important it is, no matter what life throws at us, everything comes to a halt until we're good. 100%. And I think that comes down to even just, you can sense it in the house if there's some tension and there's bitterness. It's like, okay, stop. What's going on? Let's figure this out because it is the most important thing to me that we're okay and that we're moving in a positive direction. Going 100%. Forward. Yeah. Because if we're not okay, nothing else is okay. You know, it's like we are creating a business together. We, you know, we do, we have a whole life. Like, you know, we have things. So it's like when you and I aren't okay, like nothing else is okay. Right? The energy's off. And so we've always made that a number one priority from 13 years ago. That's always been it. And granted, we're much more adult now. Our, our communication has gotten much better over the years. It's still something we have to constantly work at. Like, constantly work out because... You know, you have, like, this is something I always struggled with is that I always think that because it's the way I do it or think about it or, you know, I I would do it this way, you automatically assume that the other person would do it that way as well or that they're mind readers and know exactly what you want. And so it's like really understanding something I try to remember every day is like we are two different humans and we do things differently and we feel differently and I'm super sensitive and I want you know physical touch and I want hugs and I want this and I want that and you're somebody who wants different things and we have to like learn how to do that dance of like you might do things differently than me but we have like how can we understand each other and speak the same language even though well, I always say just sense. because you're speaking English doesn't mean you're communicating. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing is like I might communicate in a way that comes across more aggressive or more animated. And Kim automatically turns off when, mm. when, she, when she hears that. Or I might get into super detail and want to go into all these things about this. And I want to just unravel all these things. And Kim doesn't communicate that way. So it's literally about figuring out. And I mean, again, there's books and there's... All these things that break down, you know, love languages mm-hmm. and just all that sorts of things. That was helpful me. It, it was super helpful. And, and all those things are helpful. And, and But it all really, in my opinion, comes down to the fact that, like, we've learned and we've communicated on how to communicate. Yeah. What and- works for you. When I'm upset about something, what works for you that you hear me and that I feel like you've heard me and that we can move forward on instead of just being like, hey, that happened. I'm sorry. I was drunk, I was this, I was that. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to do that anymore, so let's move on. That doesn't work. It's it's really about peeling back the layers of where did that come from? Where did that stem from? And why did oh, yeah. it come from? We go from? deep, 100%. Like, I can't stand superficial shit in any relationship. Like, I've always been that kind of a person. I'm like, let's go deep. Let's talk about it. Let's get real. Let's peel back the layers. And like, let's move forward. Like, I want to connect in that deeper kind of a way. Mm-hmm. I can't do like foo-foo and fluffy and push it under the rug or not or just stay surface with it of like oh yeah I was a dick last night sorry it's like no like let's get into it and I think that's that's been one of our greatest successes is that we both were always like that and we were able to actually take steps forward mm-hmm. being able to do that another thing like I think um this just popped to my mind but like if you know just challenges that we're continuously always working on within our relationship is you know dealing with feminine and masculine energy Mm -hmm. and I am definitely more masculine 
And so that is something that I have really been wanting to work on because here's the thing, like I'm masculine in a way of like, I'm super opinionated. Like I'm, I can be very argumentative. Like I'm very straightforward and clear and to the point. And like, I can be impatient in some situations. Very strong. Yeah. I'm very strong. And that comes out more, um, when we're working together Mm -hmm. and, and in an argument and in an argument, like I could have been a badass lawyer. Like I, I'm very, but here's something your sister and I still laugh at that literally if you were a lawyer and somebody like it was on the stand like they would, they, be, terrified. They would be terrified and literally just give up <laughs> whatever because... she's the same way <laughs> talking shit um no but like that is something i have to really work on because i i love that i'm a strong woman mm-hmm. and i'm a confident woman and i never want to change that right i'm never going to be like girly girl like you know, fluffy duffy in the kitchen. I don't know. That's or just even, more of a fundamental, like, yeah, I mean, but like me, but I want to be softer mm-hmm. and more feminine in my relationship with Aaron. So mm-hmm. like specifically with him and in other relationships, I do want to be softer. I do want to be more, um, patient and and I guess I am kind of a girly girl too. Like it's like I'm very I am very. You are, girl. It's not it's like not, I'm like a dude. No, at no, all. you're very feminine in your everyday life. Yeah. But when it comes down to like those type of things that we just talked about, like yeah. whether it's an argument or in business or something that you feel strongly about, your masculine comes out hardcore. Yeah. And so that's something I'm continuously working on. Is like. You know, because Aaron is very masculine, but he's also sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like you have feminine, you have more feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we have this kind of imbalance. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's an imbalance and I'm more masculine in my everyday. But when things get aggressive, I get more feminine, more sensitive to things. And that clashes because I want that masculine to come out well, to prove my point. And you would just elevate mm-hmm. your masculine. So then it's just like two lions. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, why isn't there this level of your feminine coming out of like, oh my God, let's take this down a notch. You would just go up a notch and then I would go up a notch. And it, and would, it just, would be like two bros. Oh my gosh. Like, like it going literally at it. would come to a point of like the next step, if it was two dudes arguing, <laughs> we'd, we'd be, we'd be fumbling around on the floor like yeah. it would be hardcore there'd be a gut punch a hundred percent there's there's definitely been some um head butting uh, not to each other but you oh. are a big head butter yeah like to the wall um things <laughs> just random things yeah. but yeah so that's that's been a huge thing that we work on all the time and i think we've come a long way with it we have. um but that's... It's becoming aware of it first. You have to be aware of, of what is the clashes. What are the things that are causing the big friction and the will to want to change it? Because again, there's nothing more to me that, that takes me out of who I truly am when Kim and I are in a, in a riff against each other. Sad. Yeah, I just don't function very well. And, and, if, and because it matters to me. Like yeah. it, it completely matters. Like the days that we would argue on a Sunday... And then I'd have to go to work on a Monday. I literally was useless at yeah. work because well, it just like I couldn't I couldn't handle it. I'd, I'd just be waiting for that text at 10 a.m. <laughs> to just be like, let's work through this. Yeah. And that opening of like, okay, let's work through it. And once I got that, like, okay, we're willing yeah. to work through this. We're not going to be at this 
for like weeks because I can't do We've this. It's too it. no. We We've, haven't. We're definitely. I've always been like, let's talk about it now. Like I don't like to push things off. I want to get it done. But but back then, if it, if we got if something happened on Sunday, which usually it was Sunday because Saturday night we had gone out or something had happened. And then I worked 3 to 11 and you worked during the day. day. And so it was almost like we wouldn't really even get to see each other until the next weekend. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, oh, like my heart would just hurt. And um, but yeah, I love that. Again, it got to the point where, you know, you were like, I if, if things don't change, like if you don't work on yourself, I'm out. That was the catalyst for me to be like, holy crap, like I need to to change Mm -hmm. and I was ready to change and I was ready to do the work and like and that yeah like I feel like we digress at this we did we went back but I I think like I really wanted to jump in because I liked it about the fact that we've been together so long and we've separated ourselves from our comfort zones and everybody we know I mean we've been traveling around the world sorry I have to leave my phone on so I'm on call yeah (laughs) um so traveling around the world together I mean it's just been you and I Mm -hmm. and that has caused a lot of conversation around codependency. Yep. And I think that's been, that's kind of what we're working on now. So if you're looking on like bookending, like at the beginning, we had a lot of rough, we didn't start off in the honeymoon phase like everybody says. I don't want to paint a negative picture either. It wasn't. Because it's like, we wanted, we wanted to peel back the layers and show like realness and that it's not always rainbows and butterflies and and give insight into like what um, struggles we've had. But it's also like, yes, we had fights that would come up and things that we would work on. But in like a whole, like we definitely had fun and we loved oh, each other. And like we like we genuinely really, like each other. Yeah, like we genuinely had a good thing. It was just messy. And that had to do in the beginning because of my own insecurities. Well, and again, in a relationship, it should be messy. Like there should be messes that you should be uncovering. If everything is perfect, you're not growing. As, right. as a couple honest. or being honest and you're you're nicking away at yourself at yeah. what you could become if everything is just hunky-dory and beautiful and rainbows and butterflies and we have the perfect relationship like i don't th- there's no real relationship out there that's not somewhat messy or there's not growth happening correct you know but, okay so, so what were you saying sorry i cut you off because i was no I just wanted. just with the with <laughs> the codependency because again like we've realized through these through our travel lifestyle of relying on each other so much and then just being each other's person when you're going to new places all the time you don't you don't know anybody and you don't know new people and it really drew into a comfort zone per se of our relationship was no matter how bad things were no matter what we were going through I knew that Kim and I could figure it out together Mm -hmm. and that tightened that bond but it also tightened it so much that stepping outside of that of who I am as a person and an individual really started coming up in the past like couple years of Mm -hmm. would I do all this stuff if I was on my own and I know we get a lot of questions in our travel community of like yeah but you guys travel together you can make decisions together would you guys do this if you weren't together and that really brought up a lot um, that we were reflecting on going forward and we've really tried to push through that door of like being our own individuals but still having that close-knit relationship of the benefits of being codependent, if that makes sense. Well, no, because I think it goes back to, like, 
you know, we're friends and we like each other. So it's like, I always want to do everything with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's more fun when you're there. I'm always going to have a better time when you're around. Like, and so we do everything together. And like you said, we travel, like we're alone, like we do everything together. And so it was, yeah, I was like having these conversations now too of like, you know, I always want, and you always want, we want to be together because we want to be together because we genuinely love each other and want to do life together. And so like having that, like we're together because we want to be, not because we're comfortable, not because... Or we have kids and we don't want Mm -hmm. So it's like, who am I without you? And I think we've each had our own self expressions of like looking at that and examining it and being like, I can figure things out on my own. Because for me, it was always like, I had Aaron always like, I, I, you know, have a question or I can't figure something out or whatever. It's like, I always had you there. And so I didn't want to use that as a crutch. Like I wanted to be independent enough to be like, I can figure this out on my own and I could do this alone. And I'm grateful I have a partner to help me, but I don't want to have to always pull that card. I want to figure things out on my own. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was huge. And, um, and that's something that we're always working on. And you're kind of going through that now of just like running things at home while I'm working and running our business and doing everything on your own and being like, you, you're figuring it out for yourself. Well, there got to a point where it's like, I didn't even feel like I made decisions on my own. Like yeah. all decisions had to be made through, like we would talk about it. Yeah. Like I couldn't just go on a limb and feel good about myself making these big, big, big decisions. Right. And obviously if it's gigantic, you know, a lot of money involved, we make those decisions together. But it was like, I, I just, this just hit me growing up. You know, my, my parents lived basically separately, but in the same house, right? And so there was a lot of um, feelings going into my relationship that I felt down to the, the small decimal point that if Kim and I started watching individual TV shows, <sighs> that it would draw us apart. Because that was my fear deep down that I've gotten to. And I know that sounds so simple, but I felt like once you open that door... What other doors open up to where you just realize that you're just two individuals? And that always scared me. So I always wanted to hold tight to we find common ground. We find likes that we do. And and we try to make those things work all the time. But now realizing that we're so strong in our relationships that you and I can go and watch separate TV shows and be in separate rooms and come together later on in the night and still have the same relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think because you use your parents as role models that not role models but that's what you saw is like they didn't like each other at all they hated each other they never did anything together and lived separate lives under the same roof and so I think that was always something you feared that like if we you know didn't do everything the same Mm -hmm. that we would grow apart and Mm -hmm. so that was also something that we had to learn of you know, we can do our own thing. And I think actually it's funny because in the beginning, like you did your own thing all the time and like you had hobbies and you had things that you did and at, and you had like your own life and, and friends and stuff. And I was still trying to find my way with mine. Like I didn't have hobbies. I didn't have anything I did. So I was like, I need to like find my own shit to do. Like I can't rely on him to be my entertainment, to be my everything. Like what do I like to do? And so that kind of sent me into this whole path of like, rediscovering what I enjoy doing. Oh my God. I remember you would bake and you started <laughs> oh doing my, jewelry and you I, started 
I just got cute. Yeah, I was like trying to figure it out. And like, and it was funny because I'm like the most inpatient person. And I thought maybe I would make jewelry and that could be like a cool hobby. And like, you have to put that tiny little string through these beads and I would just end up ripping the beads. Oh, yeah, they'd be everywhere. <laughs> it's like, that, that was probably actually, I probably should have stuck with that for my patients. But I just like, it, yeah, I just try different things to be like, what do I actually like to do? Because I need to do my own thing. Well, it even came up I, in our, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I do think it's very important in relationships to have your own life in a sense of like, you have different things that you like to do because. Within reason, I think. Yeah, within reason, obviously, but like, you got to have other things to talk about. Yeah. No, absolutely, and especially when you're not just together. All especially the time. when you're, you know, you and I. A lot of times when we're working contracts, we work together. Then we come home and we have our business together. So if right. you look at that from a point of view, like that is, you know, at least a lot of a lot of couples who don't work together, they have their separate lives at work, which then can create conversations around that. But then they come home and it's always about the kids, or you know, they get really locked into that, and so you start to say that. You know, I remember a key point that you and I were always talking about our business. Even when we went to dinner, we would talk about ideas. And I remember one time we were going to dinner and I looked up online at current events and I made a note in my phone of current events that I thought would be fun to talk to, talk about at dinner. Uh-huh. Just to create a some conversation. other conversation of how it used to be back in the day when it would just be people watching and laughing and having fun. Everything got really serious really quick. And it was mm-hmm. always about our next move or where we're going in our contracts or what we're doing in our business or what's a new idea that you came up with or anything like that. And it just got locked in that business, business, business. And we lost that relationship part for yeah. a small time until we had to work on bringing that up. But, yeah. So that's that whole like codependency being your own person finding that balance all mixed in one all mixed in one yeah I think the last thing I wanted to say to just sum it all up is that I think another because I said there was two major things that set us up for success and like we talked about being friends and that took us down you know a big rabbit hole but I think you know the other thing and this was a choice that we made but it kind of gave us all of this time and all of this space and all of this freedom to be together, to grow, to everything, is that for the last 13 years, it's just been you and I. And me, LaRue. Yeah. But we chose to not have kids back then. Adamantly. Adamantly. Like, we really... But, again, we, we've had... We had conversations, right? We had real conversations about we what check-ins. we wanted. What, where are you? What do you want? And like, again, we always knew that we didn't want to bring kids into our life until we were at a place that we felt fulfilled with our careers, with our business, with ourselves. Like we really wanted that to be the main focus and the main driving force in our life. And we knew that if we had kids, our energy, not that you can't do things with kids because you can. It was what worked for us. We didn't want to separate the energy. We wanted to go full throttle into ourselves and our business and creating and building a life that we felt really excited with because we weren't excited with the life that we had originally started, right? With right. the house and the jobs and all the things. We knew we wanted more. And so choosing not to have kids... For, for me, looking back, I'm like, damn, like, in the, that that time when things are all, like, crazy, like, if I would have gotten pregnant or we would have had a kid, like, 
Oh my, I would, I wouldn't have had probably the same amount of time to devote to myself, to growth, to our relationship. And I feel like it could have, we could have made it work, but I'm, but I think it's. No, I understand what you're saying. I mean, you can always make that stuff work if it's important to you because we firmly believe that whatever's important to you, you make work no matter what your situation is. But yes, if we wouldn't have allowed the time that we said very adamantly, like, let's not bring a kid into the world until we are. And again, I want to say caveat. I know that you're never ready for kids. right? You can't. But we wanted to do the best that we could. And that's what we always said. We know that we'll never be completely ready. But we, if we can make a change and design our lives in a way that we feel would be a great way to bring a kid into the world, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And so we always knew that, I knew that I never wanted to be working in interventional radiology, taking call all the time and have a kid. I just, that's, yeah. if, if I could choose my life, that's not what I wanted to choose. I wanted to have my own business and work for myself and be able to pick and choose my hours so that the our child was the most important at the time. Yeah. Minus our relationship, right. which we've uh, always agreed again. Yeah. Um, and so if we could design that, then let's do it. And it wasn't until in Chico in 2019, just now, yeah. we literally had another conversation of like, okay, if we're not where we are in our business, we're getting up in the age to where we have to make those decisions. And so what does that look like? Yeah. And so having that conversation, but yes, going back to what you said, you know, not having kids early on and being very adamant about that did allow us to really get to know each other and really grow our relationship in such a strong foundation that we were able to adapt and mold to new situations that popped up. 100%. Whether it be kids or life Right. Things. I mean, that's why we were able to sit down for five hours and talk all day. We never had distractions. It was just us. And, and again, I know not everybody has that opportunity, but you know, we made that choice from the beginning. And I love that, you know, we've always checked in year after year. How do you feel about it? And, and, you know, being on the same page of like, you know, fundamentally. Yeah. And, you know, we've always been really good at communication. Now this is so cliche because we always hear communication is everything is everything is everything, but like it really is. And I think if you're, you may not be good at it, like you're not, oh, you're not just naturally a good listener or a good communicator. No. Or like that's something we've had to really work through. Um, but you can learn and you can practice. And if you can communicate how you're feeling and be able to hear each other, mm-hmm. you can really work through anything and like get on the same page or make sure you're on the same page. Or I just see so many people. It's crazy that it's like, you know, they're saying one thing and I'm like, well, did you talk to them them about it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, we're not mind readers. We have to talk to each other. We have to get on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, that's okay too. You, you might just maybe do life apart. Maybe that's better. But we have to communicate and like talk through things and be real and be honest and not be afraid to get nitty gritty and get underneath the hood and have real fucking conversations. It's actually been even funnier. Kim and I have been watching so many like TV shows and the one thing that I've been picking out and you and I have been picking out where we get frustrated the most is literally we understand it's a drama and it's an hour long drama and they need to draw it out. But they could literally solve the problem in two minutes if they just kind of said what they were like feeling like like. I'm mad that you slept with so-and-so on our wedding day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shout that, out to Dr. Hunt. Yeah, that pisses me off. Like, not just like, 
we're just not going to talk you have right something now. something to tell yeah, me. Yeah, do like, you have something to tell me? No, you don't? Okay, well, then I don't have anything to talk about either. Right. And it's just it's like, like, Jesus, if that's what we're taking our relationship advice on, we're doomed yikes. down the road. Yikes. Like, literally, it's like, like you said, I think you, you pointed it out really well. Of Just like a lot of times, even talking to random, normal people, it's like, well, did you express that? Did you really express that? Yeah. Like, did you take time to process what you were feeling in a way of just like, I'm not just going to be cooking dinner, cutting the chicken and be like, oh, by the way, like, this is what right, I right. wanted and you didn't do this. And now like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're never going to hear me. Right. But if we're sitting down at dinner and I'm just like, hey, I've been thinking about something for a long time and I just kind of wanted to run it by you. How do you feel about this? And I know in hindsight, like we've even worked on that. Yeah, hindsight, that sounds great. But I was feeling it in the moment and I wasn't yeah. as, as, you know, elevated in this feeling and I wanted to express it. And that even became an issue. So it's about really figuring out what works for you as a couple, but really understanding that you've drained everything that you have to say and you've said it in a way that you feel good yeah. about moving forward. I think it's like stop beating around the bush and being passive. I, I fucking hate when people are passive. Be direct. Say what you mean. Say what you feel. Nobody's a mind reader. And, you know, obviously, like, it sounds easier said than done. And, and we know that firsthand because that's something that we struggled with and, you know, still work on all the time. Because... You know, Aaron would suppress things mm -hmm. and, or like they would come out later on. I didn't want to ruin like if we were having a good Sunday, I wouldn't I'd be upset about something, but I didn't want to ruin that day. Right. So, I wouldn't so it say would come anything. out later and or he would like beat around the bush around it about it. And so, you know, that would cause issues down the road. And so it's like something that you have to really work on and that you do and you've come so far. But it's like, again, it's a practice. This isn't just like. You know, oh, I figured or, it out. No, it's like this is stuff that we consistently work on every single day because it's important to us. But like learning to speak your truth and share what's <laughs> on your mind and be direct and not be passive. I don't want anybody in my life to be passive. I'm just like, be be straightforward Which and honest. Which is something that you've never struggled with. You've almost been overly. Oh, yeah. I can be a brute. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you'll just say what you want. But I'm boom. like, at least you know how I feel. Right. I would rather you know how I feel than me be passive aggressive towards you or be mad and not telling you or blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I've had to learn to not be such like a bull in the china shop and be able to express how I'm feeling directly, but more soft. Mm -hmm. And and you've had to learn to be more direct and be straightforward and not be as like passive and beat around the bush. Yeah, well, it's funny because now <laughs> even when we're having conversations, you'll ask at the end, like, have you said everything that you want to say? Yeah. Like, is there anything that's going to come up later on down the road that you haven't said? Because now's the time to right. say it. Because if it comes up later, I'm basically going to bitch slap you. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I don't like convey any or no. condone any violence. God, no. <laughs> I don't even say the word bitch slap, so. No, I know. Uh, you, get, you get animated. It's aggressive. And, yeah, it's aggressive. It is. Anyways, anyway, anything else you want to say? Sister. I just... <laughs> I think that's it, man. I don't... Yeah. We kind of like went on a whim with this. We didn't I don't know, even think we really talked about any of our notes. <laughs> we, we basically didn't look at our notes one time. And I think we kind of just went into it of just wanting to uh, share our experience and not to our own horns, but also like to not own... To what? Tutor horns. Oh, okay. What do you think I said? Run horns. No. Like, tutor own horns and like, you know... 
not and also like I own the fact we own the fact that you know we do have a very good relationship we do have a healthy relationship that I think people should strive for we have an exceptional relationship I'm so grateful for it at the same time also wanting to show the shadows because we know that it's constantly work and growth and choosing and choosing and choosing and like more work and and so we really wanted to be able to showcase the realness behind the 13 year relationship and what's worked and what we've worked on. And hopefully, I don't know. No, I mean, someone, yeah, I I think we've left obviously a lot out and there's a lot to that 13 year story. And there's a lot of, you know, our decision-making together and how we process decisions and how we go with our gut and how we, you know, our intuition and and like the fact Mm -hmm. that like we're action takers and we do it together. I mean, there's just so many that we could dive into, but I got to say, leaving with this, is we've accomplished so much in our lives throughout 13 years of being together, 10 years of marriage, that I have to say my number one accomplishment, if I look back on it, is the success of our relationship and where we've come and how we've grown together as a couple. And that is the one thing that I will take to my deathbed as my number one accomplishment in life is the success so far of our relationship. Mm. So with that being said... It is something that I've taken very seriously in my life. And whatever you want, whatever relationship you have out there, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it and it's triggering, if you deeply love that person, if you deeply like that person and you see it as a something that you want to do, want to improve on, it can be done. It just has to become that number one. It has mm-hmm. to be that that success story that you want. And if that's the case, then you can figure out ways to do it. And it's not going to come overnight. It takes work, but it's got to be something that you want to work on. And so it's a success looking back in 10 years that it's my greatest success as a person to not only be your partner, but also be um, the best husband that I can be. Yeah. I love that. I agree. I think so many amazing things stem from, you know, the work that we've done in our relationship Mm -hmm. and you know, like our business, when we do have a family, all of, all of the things benefit because of the work that we do every day. And it is a choice, you know, um, to work every day at a relationship. And I also just want to say too, like, I don't think that it should always like relationships are work, but I also don't think that they should be so fucking hard. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. Cause I feel, I'm like looking back at this, this whole podcast and I'm like, did we just paint like a picture of just terror? Because we were, we wanted to show more of the shadows. That was kind of the point. But I also like the non Instagram stories. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, cause we wanted to like keep it real about the growth that we've had, but it's also like, I don't think a relationship should always be so hard and no. so much work. And if you're always on separate pages, if you're always bumping your heads against the wall or headbutting the wall and, and, and nobody's able to like be willing to grow and, and you're just kind of staying in the same place. I don't like think that I agree. Relationships should be that hard. Cause I've been in really hard relationships and now I've been in a relationship with you and yes, we've had our ups and downs, but it's been easy to be with you. Yes. <clears throat> you yes. Know? Our relationship in a whole has been very easy. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And so I don't think that they should be. So no, there, there's the no, there's there's not an easy balance between mixing the realness and also painting this beautiful, easy picture. That honestly, this has been the best ten years ever, yeah. even through ups and downs. Um, but I also agree with, you know, you and I stand very firmly that if you're not happy personally and I'm not happy personally, we're not doing anybody in our lives a favor by just sticking it out. Yeah. And so it should be easy. You should be excited to have your partner along with you, to experience things with your partner, to want to experience things. Because I feel like no matter what I'm experiencing in the world, if I was going on a contract by myself or going on a vacation by myself, yeah, I could do it. But looking back on it, that's only 50% of me because I want you to experience it with me. And that's the other 50% that I want to bring into it because it's just not the same because I want to be around you. I want to experience things with you deeply. Me too. And so there's that thing of like, we also agree that if you're not happy, then it's best to go through the hard conversations and possibly if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But moving on to not, you know, restricting your life just because mm -hmm. of the way that like, eh, you know, we're trying, we're working, we're working, realizing in that tough moment of just like having that conversation because that's something that we've always agreed on as well. That when things, when somebody gets completely unhappy, there's no sense in sticking this out. Like, let's just have the tough conversation and move on. Yeah. And, and too, like being, I don't think, like luckily, and we were talking about this earlier, the whole nother conversation, but like, you know, being on the same page as your partner, like being, having the same, you know, foundation, the same um, values, the fundamentals, like all of that, being in sync with each other, being aligned with each other. And obviously you're not the same person and you're going to think differently and have different ideas and bring each other here, bring each other there, whatever. Like but the core values. Yeah. But like the core values being in sync. So like it, I hear a lot of people in relationships talk about like very different wants and, and different desires. And one person wants this and the other one wants that. And they just kind of just, one settles and you just coexist together. And I just feel so deeply of like never settling. Like obviously we comp, you got to make compromises. 100%. Like of course, like that's not what I'm saying, but like fundamentally different. Like I just don't think that anyone should settle and like say, you know, like for, just as an example, like if, you know, I've always been, you know, the traveler and the, the travel spirit and like wanted to go and be free and like had those hippie vibes and like just wanted to like live in that way. And if I would have, and Aaron didn't feel that way, he didn't grow up that way, think that way, feel that way, whatever. And if I would have come to him and said, listen, I really want to travel. I really want to, you know, work less and have more adventures and have more experiences. I don't want to wait till I'm retired to then go live my life. I want to do it now. And having that conversation with him, had I had done that and he said, you know, no, like I want to keep my house. I want to keep my nine to five job. I want to keep, you know, putting away for retirement. And when I retire, that's when I plan to go and travel, whatever. If he would have said that without any budge, without any conversation, that would have been a decision I would have had to make of like, that's a fundamental difference of like how we want to do life. And I don't think that I know that we wouldn't have been together because that's the opposite of what I wanted. So if I would have settled for that life, I would have been unhappy. And I, I find so many people do that instead of just being like, you know what? We want different things and it's all good, but like, let's go separate ways and do our own thing. And if we come back around later on, yeah. then we come back around, we're meant to be. And I think that's the biggest thing is like really looking at down the road, right? Because 
Yes, you might have been able to figure that out, but would you have been your happiest, most truest self? And that's what I truly want for you. Mm -hmm. And having that tough conversation, it's about taking yourself out of that and what that does for me, having you around, but just looking at it as like, what makes Kim happy? Like, is that something fundamentally that I just do not agree with? And yes, we have to have that tough conversation and that there's a fork in the road now. We got to figure it out. Or am I saying that I'm holding her back from being her true self? Because if I, if we had kids, you're not going to be your truest self because there's always going to be that tugging of like, I should have done this mm -hmm. and I, I should have done it. Now I'm not doing it. Now I settled. And that just doesn't come out good. That's my personal belief. I agree. And that we wouldn't be as strong as we are if one, we weren't willing to have those tough conversations, but also be open to conversations to make sure that we are fundamentally and down to the core aligned with our vision. That's something my mom has said yeah. since day one. She was like, I don't care how much you guys are at each other's throats or that you, you know, you might be like not liking each other at the moment, but you are fundamentally sound to the core vision of what you both want for your life. And you're locked in on that. Mm -hmm. And and I absolutely love that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we've said all the things. Yeah. My throat hurts. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like we, you know, I think, we, there's so many different aspects of relationship stuff that we can we like to talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, remember, we wanted a relationship. Yes. In our first business throwback, getfitfromwithin.com. We wanted to do a, a workout, a self love, and these are all going to be little videos. A self love video every, every month. week. Oh, every month. That was about some kind of specific topic, and then a relationship video. And spirituality. And spirituality, mm -hmm. but yeah, because I think there's so much to unpack, and relationships are what are what what really makes experiences in life. Honestly, like they're they're the most important thing. And um, anyways, we just it's a very important time in our life of just you know celebrating ten years, stepping into a new chapter together, building this business together, and um, talk about starting a family. Yeah, actually, mm -hmm. again, we just checked in. You know, it's like doing that maybe in the next like two years and so it's just it's an, a fun time mm -hmm. and I would I'm so grateful for where we are I would never want to go back to those early days no but I'm glad we had them though <laughs> yeah we had a lot of fun yeah we did and we grew a lot from it yeah we had something to to build on Hondro. Yeah. So anyway, we'll leave you guys with that. Hopefully if you, we didn't scare you off. I know. If, if you enjoyed this, please share this out. That, you know, helps us so much. We just love seeing when um, you guys share out the podcast. Also go to freedominscrubs.com. I know it's not Gap Travel, but that was the original name of this podcast. Um, and there you can see all the different platforms that this podcast is on. And also you can go on and leave us a review and follow along with this podcast. Um, remember that? I think we'll... And remember, the uh, Traveler School is on sale for Black Friday. So yep. $100 off Traveler School. So use the code Black Friday and go to our website, KimAndRNG.com. You can get all the deets there. Let us know if you have any questions. And we will hear you next... You'll, you'll hear us next week. Yeah. We'll show up again. That's it. Bye-bye. <laughs>